On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about Dole Bears. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, yep. gents. How we doing? Ooh, it's Let's go. <laughs> it's Bears Week. It's a Finn family rivalry. I see you listening out there, brother and dad. Let's go. <laughs> so let's bring up this point, which... Uh, Still, I think we've brought it up every single game, and it still blows my mind. Since 2009, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears have played each other 25 times. A beautiful number. A quarter of a century number. We've won 21 of those. So I just, I still can't believe it. It it most certainly is a rivalry. It's this historic, beautiful thing, but... Good God almighty, has this been one-sided, especially since Mr. Rogers took the helm. The Bears are 3-2, and two, and there's a lot of interesting things about it. They went to L.A. and got railroaded to start the season, found a way to beat the Bengals before falling at the Browns, and then back-to-back wins against the Lions and against what at that point was a Gruden-led Raiders last week. So let's start with this Bears defense, which by all accounts and nobody is going to deny it, is their strong suit. And it, it's just it's it's a fun team to watch defensively. They've been a little banged up. Max missed some time, but uh, Smith, their linebacker, I know Josh has a huge crush on. Ogletree has looked fantastic so far this year. Our good old friend Eddie Jackson in the back of the secondary how do we feel about this Packers offense that had moments last week of really getting the ball going offensively from a running and passing perspective versus this Bears defense? It's going to be interesting. Um, the, the Bears are talented everywhere on defense. Now, their numbers don't really show that talent. Uh, I mean, they're they're ranked in the bottom half uh, in, in a lot of defensive categories, but they still bring the pressure. Um, and they know how to get off the edge. Robert Quinn is the guy I'm highlighting. You know, I, I do love these linebackers. I mean, Mac Smith and Quinn, I mean, oh, it's nice. But he looks very good and very quick off the line. He already has four and a half sacks on the year and a forced fumble. Um, and he was getting a lot of push against the Raiders uh, left side and affecting not only the passing game, but the running game. He was getting so much push and so quickly He'd actually come in on the running back and cut him off before he got to the line a couple times. Um, so watch out for this defensive front. But there are some areas that we can can execute really well. Yeah, they have 18 sacks already. So on top of Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack is playing real well. Those two off the edges have nine and a half sacks combined. 
and and those linebackers we've talked about it every year we've had the pod this is year three they just fly around when you got a strong offensive or a defensive line excuse me led by Akeem Hicks uh, you get the option you get the ability to let Danny Trevathan coming back from injury Alec Ogletree those guys just uh, fly around and make plays and they do that they I think they have the same amount of turnovers as we do but 18 sacks I mean that's just ridiculous for being five five weeks into the season so we're gonna have our hands full I'm happy to see uh, we're recording Wednesday night Josh Myers and Elton Jenkins back practicing uh, I think we were both we we're all hoping Josh Myers' uh, hand injury was a one-week one week rest situation. And then Elton Jenkins, a lot of us expected him to be playing last week, and he was a game day inactive. So if we can get those guys back, that's going to be huge because pass protection is going to be uber important. You've seen mm-hmm. a lot of, of rollouts and bootlegs by the Packers, and that's to buy Rodgers a little extra time if, if you don't have to rely on that so heavily because you can contain the edges a little better. Um, that That's going to open up some options downfield. But – I mean, let's play a friendly game of name the Bears' weakness on defense because I, I think you got to go pretty far down the depth chart to find it. Well, I, this is where I'm thinking. So very similar to how we played the 49ers. You know, they're also a very aggressive team. They love to attack, attack, attack. And just take those players out of the game. You know, read off of them. A lot of screen games, a lot of draws, um, a lot of <clears throat> using the quick routes with the wide receivers. Adams is going to get I, I think Adams will have 15 catches this game. I mean, their their corners are good, but he they're going to be so aggressive on blitzing that I think the the middle of the field will be open again. It's been open all year um, because people are trying to double on the outside uh, to stop that, which they can't. Um, and and the middle is ultimately left open when they start blitzing. So I think that that game plan will continue this week just because the Bears. I think they're the most aggressive team in the NFL right now. Oh. Got a crazy offensive strategy. Get the ball to Devontae Adams <laughs> at whatever yeah. cost. I, I think I think that's maybe their weakness is Jalen Johnson is corner number one, but after that it's Kendall Vildor and Artie Burns, uh, and, and they play well within the greater scheme of the defense, but as individual players, those are probably their lesser talented players across the starting 11 plus a nickelback. So maybe those are guys that open up opportunities for a Randall Cobb. I wish we had MVS back for the game, but uh, maybe those are guys if Jalen Johnson's going to match up with Devontae the majority of the time, we got to find ways to free up those other guys. No, 100%. And you look at this team has four interceptions on the season. <laughs> Roquan Smith was the one that got not only the interception, but then the touchdown. So it's just this linebacker crew is just amazing. And I completely agree with Josh that this is a 49ers type of game where they will give you some deep shots, but you have to be okay. And I, we said it once, and it didn't quite come true because it was Cobb instead of Lazard. But Lazard at some point has to have a breakout game. And I would even say Tunyon, although I'd prefer him to kind of stay back and do a little bit more chip blocking. But this is going to be a huge game for this offensive line. We have, we've gotten lucky these last couple of weeks being banged up and finding ways to protect Rodgers. This is not going to be the case this week. This is a legitimate front that's going to be coming into Rodgers' face on a constant basis. And with that, we're going to need to rely on quick slants. And if we are holding all together, Mercedes Lewis staying in home to, to defend, they're going to give us some deep shots. And so I'm just happy to see that, that Jenkins and Myers is back. It'd be nice to know that MVS is a for sure go flying at full speed. But 
I, I just I think he's still on IR, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it this is would have been an awesome game to just say, hey, can you handle an Eddie Jackson in the backfield and, mm-hmm. and go for it? But it's going to be an interesting game, and it's just it's good to know that the Packers offense outside of just that red zone last week have really steadily gotten progressively better and have included more people into this weaponry. Uh, I just hope that it continues. And this isn't a first four or five series or three and outs. The groove isn't there. It's a struggle fest because there's just too much pressure coming at them. Similar to like the Tampa Bay game last year. Uh, the first one, although the second one wasn't much better, but need to protect Need to give Rodgers time, find that groove, let the running game do what they need to do. But it's going to be a really, really fun matchup on this side of the ball. Agreed. Okay? Agreed. <laughs> so let's turn over to this Bears offense, which, man, it's it's. You know they got a new quarterback. Yeah. Who? Which I one a little interesting tidbit. Justin Fields has played twice as much action as Andy Dalton this year, but has the same number of completions with 22 more attempts. It has not been pretty. One touchdown, two interceptions, 14 sacks. And I know a large majority of those came in one single game against the Browns. But nonetheless, Justin Fields, uh, I was scared of. I did not like how they picked uh, him and granted Time will tell with this kind of player, but uh, Nagy isn't doing him any help so far this year, and it doesn't help that David Montgomery's been injured. Mooney has been their go-to receiver, although Robinson is always seeming to show up against the Packers. So how do we feel about this defense going against this Bears offense? This is where I'm most intrigued because what the Bears did to sort of counteract Justin Fields' youth at quarterback and first of all, from the previous 25 games and the Packers winning 21, I'm very cautious on like being boastful about that because the potential offseason ahead for the Packers beyond the Rodgers drama, but the salary cap issues and Justin Fields incrementally getting better. I think he's talented to the moon. I think he's going to be one of the, the groups of quarterbacks like just behind Josh Allen and those guys uh, coming up that make the Bears – Pretty good, considering he'll be on a, a rookie contract and they got this good defense. So Dan, I'm nervous Dan, about how this potential cough. shift Dan, can happen. Dan, cough three times if you have a family member pointing a gun at you to make sure blink, you say blink, all those nice blink. things about Justin Fields. <laughs> but here's what they're doing to cover up for him because he's not there yet. He's got a decent completion percentage, um, but he, he's not there as a developed quarterback by any means. Uh, they focused on the run game, specifically against the Raiders. Uh, they decided to make a commitment, which I found sort of funny after David Montgomery gets hurt, one of their more talented weapons in the backfield. They're like, okay, now we're going to focus on the run game with Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert, uh, the rookie out of Virginia Tech. But they're having a lot of success, and they did something interesting that you typically see at the college level, but college always works its way into the NFL. They started putting in a backup lineman, Alex Bars, as a blocking tight end. And he got 17 snaps last week, which is about 25% of their plays. And that commitment to the run um, really led to success for Khalil Herbert, the rookie, to the degree that, like in the fantasy football world, they're talking about you got to pick this guy up. He's going to start producing. Uh, but that lets them build Justin Fields more into play action, giving him some bigger, uh, some more time in the pocket and some bigger opportunities because he's such a threat with his legs and he's talented. Um, But what I've seen is those receivers really aren't getting open. Like Mooney is their biggest target because he's the guy that can get open. Allen Robinson, one of these next gen stats shows that 
his average like coverage distance on an attempted pass is one of the lowest in the NFL. Like he's just not separating from the corners. He's still getting targets and making catches, but he's he's not the big playmaking name that he had been in years past. Um, but we got an issue because we have no corners coming into this week. So I think they could have some success if they commit to the run and then build off of that and, and start attacking our corners where Stokes comes in as our number one. Uh, presumably Kevin King was not practicing it on Wednesday here either. Uh, I'm a little nervous. This game's going to be close. <laughs> hey, you're, you're not wrong. They currently rank ninth best in the NFL for rushing yards, averaging 126.8 per game. And that's with three running backs going at it and a rookie thrown in there. Um, it, it doesn't you know matter who's running the ball. You know, it's interesting. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but to build off of that stat, where do you think the Packers' defense is in rush defense? We're 11th. We're 11th Ooh, in fewest yards allowed in the rushing game. We got a little hindsight bias of years past, and I, it's not like we fixed our personnel issues, but maybe Joe Barry and the Devondre Campbell pickup and those kind of things help short up the the running game. You know, a little personnel, mm-hmm. a little scheme. But this is going to be maybe our best test to date on what's that run defense really look like. If the 100%. Bears I, can't, I hope – I, I just hope that our defensive line continues to be as aggressive as they have been. Even if they're wrong, just continue to be aggressive. Do not just stand there and let them eat you up because um, that's when they will win. Um, if we if we are aggressive like we were with the Bengals, even though the Bengals had a little success in the run game, it, it created disruption in the play-action game, in their screen game. Um, they did a really well job, a really good job uh, with all that. But getting back to the the Bears, I think Justin Fields was night and day uh, in that Oakland game. I mean, they figured something out in that Oakland game. Like Dan said, um, they they started doing a lot more play action with more big men on the field, and it helped get Justin Fields that little bit more protection. And in mixture with that, they were doing screenplay sometimes on the back end. I would expect to see more of that this week also. Um, so, it, it, and it, I don't really get the weapon thing. Like, like you were saying, the wide receivers just aren't getting open. And I mean, these are good athletes. I mean, Marquez Goodwin, uh, Allen Robinson, Darnell Marquise. Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, sorry. Um, and then Cole Komet at tight end. Um, I, I, I'm just surprised that with that list of and Jimmy Graham, well, yeah, one one reception I think on the year. Uh, but I'm, with that with list you. of talent, I'm surprised that they can't get going in the passing game a little bit more. I'm with you. I, I got the Ryan level of stats today. I brought two more stats on the receivers that might be interesting and might give you might calm some of your fears on our corners being so banged up. Marquise Goodwin and Demir Bird, their third and fourth receiver, I believe. Bird has been running at almost 47% of the snaps, almost half the snaps he's out there, and he's got three total catches. Goodwin has played 40% of the snaps, and he has six total catches. So these guys that are good athletes, they got good speed. Uh, they should be able to stretch the field and, and just scheme these guys open, and they're just not getting open or the quarterback's unable to find them, one or the other. But we need, we need to make sure that stays true on Sunday because I'm just nervous with the weakness in the secondary. The other thing I'm interested in is, is which defensive end lines up over which tackle. So they, they brought like Jason Peters back at left tackle 
And I say like because I, I feel like they pulled him out of retirement for one more season because they were weak at the tackle position. And then they just lost Jermaine Effetti. I'm probably not saying that correctly, but the right tackle, two injured reserve, making that the weak spot. I want to see Preston Smith over Jason Peters. That's where they've been having their success. That's where I want our bigger body to hold up in the run game and let Gary line up over the right tackle, who's going to be Elijah Wilkinson, who's played just fine. This entire offensive line outside of Jason Peters isn't big names, but they've played well as a group. But just from like a size and schematic advantage, I want our veteran over Jason Peters. So let's yeah. see if they do it. I, I I think it really comes down to, which is what I say all the time when we play the Bears, is don't let their quarterback get in a groove. It was the same way with Mitch Trubisky, where he was a totally different quarterback if he was getting early pressure on the games. And I look at Justin Fields, and you brought up pass completion. He is not doing well this year. There is, you name a quarterback in the NFL, and he's a better completion percentage than Justin Fields right now. He's at Tua, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, every Davis Mills out of Houston. He's and, at 51% right oh, now. Oh, you're right. My bad. I thought he was over 60 for some reason. Yeah, 51%. No. And you know how many touchdown passes they have on the year? Two. Two. Mm-hmm. And he only has one of them. It's just it's not it's not a great situation for Chicago in terms of of passing the ball. And I think uh, honestly, this team is going to be very, very different when they come to Lambeau later in the year. Um, Obviously, we will be, too, because hopefully we'll be healthier in that secondary. But I just I look at this team and I think part of the reason is Justin Fields for a lot of these games has been looking to not get sacked rather than looking at his third option on the field. And I I'm surprised he hasn't let loose for more runs. He's so athletic that I I keep waiting for him to get more comfortable getting out of the pocket and saying, I'm going to take these six yards. Uh, It's just I I, I'm not been taking hits. Yeah. And that's the problem is when you have a quarterback that's been taking hits, that's been sacked, who's just constantly running for his life. He doesn't think about scrambling out. He doesn't think about looking for second or third objects. He's just trying to be like, please make this a completion or, or get me out alive. And so. I think it'll change as time goes on and he progresses and if they can hopefully give him a little bit more protection. But I, I just this this receiving core is scary. This rushing, I'm still on the fence. I really am. Uh but it just comes down to can Preston Smith, can Gary, can Kenny Clark, can these guys be able to hold a steady front and get any kind of pushback into the backfield? Because I just don't see Justin Fields having a spectacular day if he's under the same kind of pressure he's been under. Over under 10 non-special teams reps for Jalen Smith. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, over. Because Hamilton. I'd go under. I'll probably go under. You're right. Hamilton got like 18, but he's been with the team for. Yeah, he knows. Hey, but I did want to bring up. My biggest worry of the game actually isn't on offense or defense. It's special teams. And I think the Bears get a return on us this week, either punt or kickoff. I mean, Jakeem Grant, I don't know where he came from. He's out of Texas Tech. I'm not sure what team he was on before. But the man can run, and he has some serious speed, and he he does not care. His, he his goal – was he on the Dolphins? He His goal every time, he took it out of the end zone twice and got to the 25, 26, almost 30, and almost broke through each time. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing, So, uh, and we haven't been doing well. So that's my biggest worry this week. You don't think they're going to block a field goal? 
Oh, I think I think they have a very serious shot. Uh, I think didn't, don't they already have one on the year? Uh, Akeem Hicks always gets that giant mitt up in the air, the hand of Hallis blocking kicks. It, you know, it's funny you say that uh, because I wrote in my MVP prediction in my notes that we would make a special teams play prior to us hitting record for the today's podcast. And as we were talking, I'm just like. <laughs> I don't believe that (laughs) the Packers. This is making a special teams play. I was like, the MVP is going to be special teams. I'm like, I don't know where that would happen. So I had to delete it. I've already got a new pick. (laughs) I just want to throw out though. The bears kicker Santos is perfect on the year, but real shame. If he, uh, announcer, so let's get to our predictions for this game. Green Bay at Chicago. I'll start it off. So I, I, I think it's going to be a tough one. Uh, you know, Green Bay, Chicago, even though we've won 21 of those 25, as Ryan said earlier, they've been close and, and they've been battles. Uh, we always have trouble with Khalil Mack. The guy's a beast. Um, and he's not the only one this year. There are multiple pass rushers. Hicks is back healthy and strong. Um, it's going to be tough for this offensive line. Uh, you know, even, even though we're getting Jenkins back, it's his first time back in what, three weeks, two weeks. So, I mean, he's a little out of it, so it, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be hard at first, but eventually I think we'll break through. I have the Packers winning 24, 20, um, MVP. I want to say AJ Dillon, because I think this is going to be ground and pound at its finest. But I think the safeties are going to shine in this game. Reason being, I think they are learning to trust the linebackers a little bit more this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't need to worry about underneath coverage. Uh, They don't need to worry about the run as much. So they need to keep their eyes a little bit more on these wide receivers and deep routes to just prevent the big play. Because if we could do that against the Bears, I think we will win. That's a bold prediction considering – like PFF's lowest graded players. I think Amos and Savage showed up. Yep. They they haven't been looking good. And I think it's because they're trying to do too much and they just need to chill and just like play the ball a lot more. And But yeah, we'll see. That's interesting. I, I also predict a pretty close game. I think there's going to be a lot of camera cuts to Aaron Rodgers after an incompletion or a throwaway with him just kind of like yelling at nobody. It's my biggest pet peeve now how the camera finds him after every incompletion. Because they just want this storyline of, you know, Rodgers hates the Packers organization. Look how grumpy he is. Uh, but I think it's going to it's gonna be a game that's played in the middle of the field. I think both defenses are going to have success. And when you get into the red zone, we don't have uh, a strong number right now, a strong statistic of converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns. And we're, we're going to have to get points every time we're down there. It's, it's a defense that prides itself on holding strong, creating turnovers even when you're backed up or when you're on their goal line, they still feel like they got a chance to rip the ball out and make a play and give it back to their offense. So um, I expect the Vegas under and closer than the spread. Like I'm kind of nervous about this game, but I don't think I'm confident enough to pick a bears win outright. Uh, But I was trying to find a way to make this score a one point prediction. Like I I did think it's going to be that close, but I have the scores in like the high teens. So I couldn't find a way to have the Packers be like 18, 17 or 19, 18, like just scores that kind of don't make sense. <laughs> so I ended up with Packers 20 and Bears 17. Uh, but I think it's going to be a frustrating uh, nail biter. 
you know, nail biter might be too strong of a term because I don't expect their offense to have much success either. But I think it's going to be a frustrating game to watch, and that makes for a fun rivalry. So I'm all for it. I think our MVP, I hinted towards it earlier, if the Bears are going to cover Devontae like the Bengals refuse to and give him more than just man-on-man coverage, which they probably should. I mean, that is the majority of the Packer offense right now. Uh, make Rodgers give it to somebody else. And Cobb has been coming on strong, and, and I continue to be hand up wrong on that one from the preseason prediction. Uh, but let's see Cobb just go get like six to eight catches, 100 yards, get a touchdown. I think he's got an opportunity here to to work the weak spots in, in the defense. And he knows better than anyone the Chicago Bears defense, well, better than anyone not named Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I've, I've been very impressed with him, and what a happy surprise. So Randall Cobb's the MVP. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, and I know you can't put too much into injury reports, but those did not practice for Wednesday for the Bears, included Hicks, who didn't play last week. Uh, Good old Khalil Mack was back on it. Allen Robinson did not participate. It sounds more and more like Caleb Johnson, their linebacker, might not be available because of a knee injury he sustained late in the game. So there's a whole lot of, of concern, especially for that linebacker crew that's literally all on it, which I know we do a lot of the same. But I, I just – I wish this game was in Green Bay. I think I'd feel a little bit differently. I wish our secondary was healthy. I'd probably feel differently as well. And I wish we would have just shown something a little bit more in that red zone last week. I think this is a perfect storm of sorts, and it should be actually really interesting to see if the Packers have a hangover from last week, which – you you survive this random battle. You figure out a way of pulling it off. You let your guard down a little bit. Hopefully with this rivalry the way it is, it, it kind of builds them back up, and it seems like Rodgers always likes to play in Chicago. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I think uh, this is going to be a lot of pressure on our defensive front to create what they can to help out the rest of the team like they did last week and for this O-line to get a little bit healthier and hopefully get back Myers and Jenkins to, to resolve some of that issues. But I think it's Packers 30, Bears 17. I just I, I just feel good about it. I don't know why. It's this overconfidence, but I, I don't trust this Bears offense enough for how good their defense is. And I think it's going to be a completely different game later in the season, like I said. And actually, I think that will be the close one. Uh, but – We'll see, but this would be a huge, huge division win, and we we kind of talked about it off air. The Bears now go on quite a run of facing the Buccaneers and facing the Cardinals and facing the Ravens. So similar to last year where the, the Vikings were kind of down on their luck and we let them back in and kind of gave them momentum, this is a huge opportunity for the Packers to hopefully take care of business against the Bears and then for the Bears to go on about a four-week streak where it's just brutal scheduling. So we'll see what happens, but it's going to be a fun game. It always is. Uh, hopefully the weather is a beautiful like 58 in Chicago and it's a nice fall day, but I'm really, really excited for this game. Me too. Me too. Give Mason Crosby some wind. Let him get back on track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just make it, baby. Just, just make it. These are always, they're almost always great games. I'm surprised you have the big victory in Soldier Field and the closer game in Lambeau. That pretty much the reason I think this game is so close is it's in Chicago and come back mm-hmm. at the end of the year and you know us being in Lambeau and knock on wood, hopefully healthier. Maybe that one we can get a ten point win, but. It's going to be, I, yeah, we talked about it. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Packers, Bears, what's better? Yeah, Nothing. and if I'm, if I'm LaFleur and I get down to like that, let's say that 15-yard line, 
even if it's third down, I probably send Mason out there just to gain his confidence back. Just really, just make sure third you don't down. bobble the snap. Yep, make sure you, you just know how get to a clean kick. Off. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode. Hopefully, the Bears still suck. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks. Go, Pat. Go.